night and we are live. Good to see everybody. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. All right, of course, we got to hop right into the Biden documents. Let me just a few observations real quick to make sure that everybody's got this. Now, these the second batch, now they're labeling them a batch, probably because there's numerous documents, but the second batch was found in Biden's personal home in Wilmington, Delaware, right next to his Corvette. And I just want to remind everybody, I don't know about the latest batch, but the first batch was found on November 3rd, right before the election, and the Justice Department Again, in, in, in Hunter Biden laptop fashion, didn't say a word about it until this week. So we got that down. And now this latest batch was found next to Biden's Corvette in his garage. Now, remember, just to just to lay the groundwork for all of this is that the FBI meets with Donald Trump three weeks prior to raiding his home in Mar-a-Lago, says that, you know what, the archives the National Archives has contacted us. And by the way, that's a big load of, uh, of crap, a steaming pile of crap. I guarantee you what happened was is that the DOJ under Merrick Garland, the most corrupt attorney general that we've ever had in the history of the United States, the most politically biased uh, attorney gener- general we've ever had in the history of the United States. And that's saying a lot considering that Eric Holder used to hold that office. But I guarantee you, Merrick Garland, just like he did with the NSA, National School Board Association, reached out to the archives and said, hey, listen, why don't you send us a letter requesting that we look into these archive situations? Because we know that Barack Hussein Obama's got 140, 150,000 documents that he has not yet handed over to the archives. We have that. The archives is aware of it. Probably many of those top secret. Who knows? Many of them classified. Many of them compartmented. Probably. We don't know. But yet, Barack Obama now has been out of office since 2016. And nobody has reached out to him and said a word to him. Of course, never has raided any of his mansions in D.C. In Martha's Vineyard. In, in, in Hawaii, no, his mansions are, are untouched, just like uh, Joe Biden's mansions are also untouched so far, the ones with walls around them that you're not allowed to have. So we, we know this so far. So that's probably what happened was Merrick Garland reached out to the archives. But then the, so the archives then con- allegedly then contacts the DOJ and says, you know what? We, we've got archives down there. We've got archive material down, possibly classified documents down in Mar-a-Lago. So, of course, then the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago. But keep in mind, here's, here's the problem with all this, is that none of uh, Donald Trump's documents that he had in a secure skiff, by the way. And it, it, there's so many details to it, it's hard to remember them all. I hope I get them down for you. So I'm laying the proper groundwork for how corrupt the D.C. swamp is, how corrupt the Biden administration is, how corrupt the rhino Republicans are that never have yet to speak out against the Mar-a-Lago raid. So you have Donald Trump's documents in a secure skiff guarded by the FBI. I mean, guarded by the Secret Service. A secure skiff, it's actually an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. You say it again, Will. Secret, compartmented, Information. So there we have a secure skiff. That's from my combat veteran Marine standing, uh, sitting to my right. So we have those documents in a secure skiff. And the FBI meets with Donald Trump two to three weeks prior to their raid and says, you know what? There's a couple documents we'd like to see you secure better. So Donald Trump puts them under lock and key, under a padlock, in a secure skiff, 
guarded by the Secret Service, and the coup de grace of it all is that none of these documents that Donald Trump has in Mar-a-Lago are classified because he was the president of the United States, and he can't. Everything that he deems is. Uh, declassified is declassified and he testified that all of these documents were declassified so donald trump is completely out of the picture for any sort of fbi raid yet the fbi raid some two weeks two to three weeks after they meet with him they cut off the very padlock they told him to put on none of those documents secure skiff guarded by the secret service none of those documents are actually classified because donald trump declassified them all vice president under uh, well current i really it's hard for me to say it president biden at the time though vice president biden he does not have the ability to declassify documents even as president he can't declassify those documents he can't do it because he's, it's not under his jurisdiction now he could have declassified them if he was i mean obama could have declassified them but even then It wouldn't matter because Joe Biden's not allowed to be in possession of them. Many of the documents that that under the first batch they found on November 3rd and then, of course, didn't uh, fail to mention until after the election on November 8th, of course, GFBI kept from uh, public knowledge for all that time. Many of the documents in the first batch are what is called compartmented, which means not just classified, not just top secret, but very top secret. In other words, even people with top secret clearances aren't allowed to see them except for those specifically designated to see them. That's how, that's how top secret they are. Have you heard the word compartmented with any of the documents from the Mar-a-Lago raid? If any of them were, even though they would have been declassified because none of it makes any sense. Don't try to make any sense out of it. There is no sense to make out of it. There's, there was absolutely no reason to raid Mar-a-Lago because Donald Trump was not in possession of declassified doc- I mean, of classified documents. They were all declassified. He declassified them as president of the United States and has public notation of that very fact. That's why you have an, isn't it funny? We're, you know, we have this uh, alleged special counsel, which we'll get to. Merrick Garland has now been forced to, uh, to appoint a special counsel to look into the Biden classified documents that are in possession, not not in, a, not in a skiff, not guarded by the Secret Service, not even in a locked room, in his garage. The first batch was on the campus, on a college campus, a college campus, UPenn, that had received $54 million from the Chinese Communist Party. So no FBI raid for a vice president who has no ability to declassify documents. Okay, so he has no ability to declassify documents. So they are for sure classified. Many of them top secret. Many of them compartmented, highly top secret. That was the UPenn campus. We don't know what the documents entail that were in his garage next to his Corvette. And don't you love, here, here's a few from his, from his uh, press conference with Peter Ducey questioning him. Isn't it, isn't it odd that the president of the United States have to, has to read off a laminated sheet? I mean, it's very, very, I mean, again, Things that I've said over the last 33 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, I've said I've never seen this before in the history of my 54 years on planet Earth where I look at a president at a podium, receive a question, and have to read off of a laminated sheet. His response, he has to have pre-written for him 
You're like, well, Biden's impaired. Again, you see, these people, it's not that Biden's impaired. These people are not smart. They're just not smart people. And here's the thing. This is what really has happened. This is, this is, this is what's actually happened. They know, Biden, they've mysteriously found all of these documents that were sequestered from us by the FBI, kept from us. We weren't allowed to see any of this stuff. Did not release it to the public, even though it's public information. And by the way, just on, to elaborate on that point, as Biden says that he can't a- answer questions, that's all a lie, by the way. He's perfectly able. And he caught this one part. My producer, Aaron, actually laughed when he said it. My attorneys don't want me to know what's on the documents. The, the vice president of the United States has top secret documents in his garage and his attorneys are telling him, you don't want to know what's on these documents. That's what's happening right now in our country. Again, and I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm not yelling at you if this doesn't apply to you. This is why you don't put masks on your face upon command. This is why you don't stand six feet apart upon command. Why you don't habitually wash your hands with alcohol gel and spray surfaces down upon command. This is why you don't take experimental gene-altering mRNA vaccinations upon command and lock down upon command and quarantine upon command because it's these idiots that are telling you to do that. I don't care if Republicans say it too. There's idiots and then there's sheep. I don't know. That breaks down to the old movie, Dumb and Dumber. Who's dumber? The one who follows the dumb or the original dumb? I don't know. I would say the one who follows the dumb is dumber than the original dumb person. Which says a lot for the evangelical church that followed dumb Fauci, dumb Burks, and at times, just to be an equal opportunity offender, dumb Trump. Still pimping and whoring vaccines. And again, I love Trump. Vote, vote for him again. I'm just saying. He's dumb when it comes to vaccines. Skip his big mouth shut now. That, that speech that you just saw, if you watched the entire speech, which, by the way, it's fantastic. Fantastic speech. I mean, really great. I love Trump, but he's dumb on vaccines and was dumb on COVID for about 90 days. Then he, then he wised up. But, he, you know, what's, what's really happened with this, just so everybody knows, is that the archives, I, I know this, has reached out to the Biden administration the Democratic Party-controlled National Archives, just like the de- democratically-controlled CDC that all the Christians take their orders from, the democratically-controlled NIH that all the conservatives take their orders from, the World Economic uh, Forum-controlled CDC and NIH, which are, like, if you take the, if you take, or the FDA, the Democratic Party FDA, which, by the way, receive their, their funding they get 44% of their fundings from the very companies that they regulate. And then all the Christians take the products from the companies they regulate. Amazing to me. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge or they reject the knowledge because they don't want to look stupid. Too late. Too late. But I guarantee you this. What's really happened is the Democratic Party controlled archives contacted the Biden administration and said, do you not think that, do you not, do you not think the archives knows what's missing? How'd they know what was missing in Mar-a-Lago? They know what's missing and they know where it was at for the last six years. Let me run that one down too. Six years, Joe Biden has had this material. Donald Trump had non-classified, declassified material for two years and gets an FBI raid 
and a special counsel appointed to it. Joe Biden has had this, has had really classified, top secret, compartmented documents for six years and he has yet to be rated. Strange, isn't it? Just take, continue to take your marching orders from these people. You know, you, whether it's Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans who wear, wear the Ukraine flag as they're walking around, you're taking your orders from corrupt institutions. Fruit of the poisonous tree. Democratic Party, globalist, elitist, world economic forum, controlled entities inside of the United States. You're taking your marching orders from them. If you wear a lapel pin that says the Ukraine on it, they're all the exact same devil with different demons or the exact same agenda with different tactics to get you to the end game of the agenda. But I digress. So here's the thing. So what's really happened is that the archives, again, they knew that Trump had documents down in Mar-a-Lago that he's had for less than two years at the time of the raid, right? Correct? Everybody agree? They knew that. He, how would they have it? Because they have copies. President takes copies. They have copies. They know what's missing, or they have notification that the president has copies, has the copies, and they don't have copies. But they know what they are missing. They know. It's all been, it's all been cataloged. They know. That's why they knew to contact the DOJ because they were probably ordered, they were ordered by the DOJ to contact the DOJ and request a raid. So they knew Biden had these documents for six years. They know that Barack Obama has 144,000 documents in his possession that he swore that he would be turning into the archives once he goes through them. And yet, he, and yet here we are, 2023, he was out of office in, in 2017, has yet to turn in one, but no rates for him either. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. In other words, non-blinders non on the lady with the scale of justice. So if, if a Democrat's commit, and by the way, what Biden has done are not just one felony, multiple felonies, it's a felony, Per document, it's like Hillary Clinton, 30,000 deleted, deleted, legally subpoenaed emails, never been prosecuted. Steve Bannon refuses to respond to an illegal subpoena, and he's been prosecuted and found guilty by a D.C. Hillary Obama judge, D.C. Hillary Obama jury. When he was, he was not allowed to present a defense. Either, by the way, was Alex Jones in the civil lawsuits. He wasn't allowed to present a defense either. So now you go to court, they haul you, they subpoena you, or issue a warrant for you to go stand trial in a blue area and you're not allowed to present a defense. Who's going to fight you? I mean, every, I want you to think about this. We have to get so federalized in this country that Florida does not re recognize subpoenas or warrants from other states that are ridiculous. And that's what they did, hauling Alex Jones up to Hartford, Connecticut to stand in front of an Obama judge who puts out signs, puts out Facebook posts saying mass together, together alone, all that COVID stuff, get your vaccine. A hardcore leftist with purple hair. And he has to stand in front of this judge and he's not allowed to present a defense. And people think, well, I'll have recourse. How, what, what's your recourse? Well, what's your recourse? We have to have governors now so federalized that they will not allow their citizenry to be subpoenaed into these blue states to stand and stand before unlawful, corrupt judges with, with tainted, tainted juries that are all hardcore leftists. This is where we are at right now. 
So I call on the Abbots of the world, the DeSantis's of the world, the Gnomes of the world, and any other, maybe the Yunkins of the world, the Kemps of the world. You're going to have to protect your citizens. Listen, the Democratic Party will gladly bankrupt anybody they possibly can. The process is the punishment. So what's really happened here? I know I'm going down lots of tributaries here. I can't help it. What's really happened here is that the archives who knew that Biden for the last six years had these documents, they know now that these that they are going to be called upon, that a Matt Gates is going to call them, that a Jim Jordan is going to call them and say, hey, we're just got a question for you. We're conducting an inquiry into the Biden administration. Are, do you have any records, any cataloged entries at, in your computer of missing documents that Joe Biden signed out? And, and, and it's either rumor or fact that many of the documents in the first tranche, the first batch of documents found at the, on the UPenn campus, not a scared skiff, not guarded by the Secret Service, no raid, were, were documents having to do with the collusion hoax of which Joe Biden either instigated or instigated right after the initial instigation. Calling for an investigation into the Logan Act of General Flynn. So he knows all this. The archives, which is a Democratic Party institution, knows that Joe Biden has had these documents for six years. They know they're going to get a call from Matt Gates. They know they're going to get a call from Ron Johnson. They know they're going to get a call from Jim Jordan. They know it. From Comer, they know they're going to get a call, so they know. You know, we better fi- we better get the quotes now. Get the quotes. Find them now. We're going to claim that we found them. Then we're going to hide the story from the entire public on November third. And now, second batch. Let's eke it out now. That you know what the wound is open. Let's eke it out now. That we have a second batch. Now the National Archives doesn't know. Again, these people aren't smart. They're just zealous. Talking about Biden right now. He he's he's a hardcore leftist, baby butchering communist. We know that. It's firmly established. But and he's very fervent about it, very zealous, but they're not smart people. They're full of zeal. You look at Eric Swalwell, full of zeal, but a very stupid person. There's an occasional smart person, but they're actually very stupid. You look at Bill Gates, who conducts his event 201 two months prior to the COVID outbreak war gaming and tabletop exercising a coronavirus outbreak two months prior to the actual outbreak and now goes to a contagion now puts together a catastrophic quote catastrophic contagion conference where we're going to have a new outbreak called sears s-e-e-r-s don't believe me pull it up online it's not right-wing conspiracy theory those of you that are leftists that are watching the two or three that are watching right now pull it up online maybe maybe the truth will finally set you free the knowledge thereof but the archives knew and they knew that the jim jordans of the world who's now in charge of the judiciary committee is in charge of the weaponization of government government committee they knew it so now they're going to suddenly oops after six years find documents they didn't let those documents, they didn't let anybody know about the documents, kept that, kept that sequestered and confidential before the election, didn't let anybody know before the election. But now they can, they, now this election's over, Biden's two years out, they figure they can, they can, you know, he can get over it by then, he can heal from it by then, and then shoot for re-election in 2024. That's the goal. Now here's Merrick Garland, let me just lay some more groundwork, right before the, a couple hours before the show here, Merrick Garland has now been forced into appointing a special counsel. Play it for me, Will. 
I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2b of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as a U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expeditiously. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the president's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the president's service as vice president. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. On January 5, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department identified Mr. Herr for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the president's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. When I first contacted Mr. Lausch about this matter, he said he could lead the initial investigation but would be unable to accept any longer-term assignment because he would be leaving the department in early 2023 for the private sector. U.S. Attorney Lausch and his team of prosecutors and agents have conducted this initial investigation with professionalism and speed. I am grateful to them. Earlier today, I signed an order appointing Robert Herr as special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day -day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. And just so everybody knows, the special counsel that's being, and Aaron, if you can't try to find that for me, the new special counsel that's been appointed, I had the name before the show, I can't remember it now, is a deep state hack. He's a hardcore 
involved in trying to persecute, I mean persecute slash prosecute Donald Trump. That's who this new special counsel is. And Aaron, if you see any of that information, just kind of spout it out when you have a chance, just kind of wave at me. What is it? No, no, that's, that's the current one that's looking into Trump. This is the one that's looking into Biden. Jack Smith is Trump's special counsel for doing absolutely nothing illegal. We have multiple felonies here. And what Merrick Garland just said is patently impossible. We are looking into whether there was any illegality on the part of Joe Biden. Him having classified documents. By the way, they found one batch. Yeah, Robert Hur. Robert Hur is the new special counsel looking into now the Biden uh, classified documents. I just wonder where all the mainstream media hype. We, that's all we heard for days when Trump, when Trump had non-classified documents that he declassified in a secure skiff, sensitive, compartmental, compartmented information facility. That's where Donald Trump's were. And if you notice that Merrick Garland said that these documents, both at UPenn and in his garage, the first batch in his garage, then they found another document in his garage, none of which are in a secured skiff. It doesn't even, secure skiff doesn't even matter because he doesn't have the right to even have possession of these documents. And Merrick Garland has the temerity to actually say, we're looking into whether or not Joe Biden has committed any, any illegal acts. He absolutely has. Now, here's what we need to do with this. We need to just have our head down, steel, uh, steel determination, no, no, great, no great passion, not yelling and screaming, not gotcha, 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 not look at all the hypocrisy. Listen, unprincipled people don't care about hypocrisy. If you have no principles, you don't care that you're a hypocrite. In order for hypocrisy to bother you, you have to have principles. So they don't care about that. We just need to have steel determination to expose all of this information. If it doesn't actually get prosecuted this time, all the information needs to be out in the air, out in the wind for every, for the next, uh, it can be possibly prosecuted by a state prosecutor. Can possibly, can possibly be prosecuted by the next attorney general, can possibly be prosecuted, forced into prosecution by a special counsel. The prosecutor, her, is he going to do it? No, he's a deep state hack. It'll all be covered up, but we need to have all this information out. This information will come out because we are in control of Congress and the people that are running the Judiciary Committee, Intel Committee, the, we- the, the weaponization of government committee are all real, real MAGA Republicans, make America great, America first Republicans. So Merrick Garland actually saying that did Joe Biden, looking into whether or not he committed criminal acts, first of all, the reason why he's actually appointing a special counsel is for his own liability. He already knows There's no question if you're on videotape, on videotape, stealing a car that you stole the car, you committed a criminal act. That's what has happened here. It is a criminal act for Joe Biden to be in possession of classified information. Not, Not Donald Trump. Big difference between president who can declassify and did declassify and Joe Biden who's in possession of even, even more top-secret documents than Trump had, who cannot declassify, and Merrick Garland knows it. That's why he's been pushed into a corner and forced to put out a special counsel. Otherwise, he himself could be subject to criminal action. And now that, listen, the gates have been flung wide open, the precedents have been set, 
by the Democratic Party globalist bourgeois elitists that you know what we're going to prosecute prior administrations. That's that's where we're at now. We all know that that now we're going to prosecute prior administrations. Okay, game on. Careful what you wish for. Game is now on. We're going to pro. They know that Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland wants to go when he retires. Get on his mankini. Head out somewhere, and then between mankini sessions, give give uh, $500,000 an hour speeches somewhere on, uh, at Democratic Party think tanks. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to be dragged in front of Congress and dragged in front of depositions and give a testimony under oath. So he is getting himself out from underneath this. That's what he's trying to do anyway. So because he already knows this, this is not one felony. This is probably... 30, 40, 50 felonies. And I'm talking about hardcore, first degree, federal crimes by Joe Biden. That is exactly, was anybody surprised when it's the Biden syndicate? One crime after another that they never have to answer for? He knows it. That's why he's doing this. And he talked about authorized, these documents weren't stored in an authorized facility. That right there is an admission of a crime. It's an admission of a crime. If it's not stored in an authorized skiff, it is a crime, period. And Joe Biden can't have a skiff. He doesn't qualify for a skiff. He doesn't even have the right to remove to touch these documents at all, period. He's committed many, many felonies. I just wanted to play this. We played this in the pregame. I just got to play it again. It's a VB video. Warning, it's not the Babylon B. Brandon remarks on classified docs stored in his court. I just had to see it again. It's, it's Biden versus Ducey. Ducey, play it for me. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, was in a garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my... Uh, and, uh, ...to hear this again. I just want you to see this. President of the United States reading off of a laminated sheet. He can't answer a question. Why can't he just answer a question? Talk about it. Why are you Why are you reading off of a prepared sheet? Bring it back to me. You can bring it solely back to me now. And again, he said, you know, quote here, uh, Peter. It's not like it was out in the street. These. What about What about Trump in the? This could be nuclear codes. How do, how do we even know what this is? This could be nuclear codes, nuclear secrets, confidential informants, all of which they they accuse Donald Trump of, and yet, and, and including by the way, Joe Biden, which I should have done for this podcast. I should have gotten the thing, the interviews that, that Joe Biden said about Trump at Mar-a-Lago. What a, what a galactic hypocrite. They, of course, don't recognize hypocrisy because they have no principles. We got that. Oh, it's, it's not like it's out on the street. It's in a locked garage. Nuclear secrets, uh, spy information, confidential informants. Don't worry. It's not like it's out on the street. It's in my garage. And as Jesse Waters says on Fox, who amongst us has not had a leaf fly in front of your garage door open and just leave the thing open as you drive off? And there we can have classified information about confidential informants inside of Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Inside of China. Right there in Joe Biden's garage in a cardboard box next to his Corvette. 
This is the clown world that we live in. And many of the Christians and many of the conservatives take their orders from the grand poobah of these of these uh, leftist organizations. It amazes me. These people are so galactically stupid, so galactically incompetent, so galactically out of their league. It amazes me that any Christian, any conservative would ever take any scintilla of a marching order from any of these people. Amazing to me that all the churches in the world locked down, put masks on, that even listen to the climate change crap, the gun-grabbing crap, the COVID crap, the vaccine crap. It's amazing to me that anybody listens to these. But look at this guy. Oh, it's not like it's in the street. He, he, he actually says it's in a locked garage as if that means anything. A locked garage, is that a sensitive compartmental, compartmented information facility? A skiff, i.e. Mar-a-Lago, under Secret Service uh, uh, protection, guarded by the Secret Service? No, it's in Biden's garage. Now, when I play in this video, you may not get how this relates, but here's McCarthy talking about Eric Swalwell. And you're like, how does this relate to the Biden docs? I'll show you in a second. It's a great video anyway. Play it for me. Why? You said, you said you're going to let Democrats appoint their own members to the committee, but you've also indicated you're not going to let them I was very clear early on. Um, let me phrase something very direct to you. If you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. And you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? You asked me questions about Santos. You asked the questions about Swalwell. Not only was he getting a clearance, he was inside an intel committee. He had more information than the majority of all the members. Did you ever raise that issue? No which you should have. You're going to tell me there's 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they went to nominate him to the Intel Committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership then, he's got a problem. And they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us. Adam Schiff openly... So there you go. Now, why am I showing you the video? Let me go over this real quick, though. Eric Swalwell, who is on the Intel Committee, and not just the Intel Committee, was receiving basically the compartmented information that even the Intel Committee couldn't see. That's his level of top secret clearance, but he can't even qualify for a private sector security clearance. Why? Because he was having habitual sexual relations with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy who, when she was found out, was deported. Nobody's seen her since. Wasn't deported. Disappeared. Was deported by the CCP. Nobody's seen her since. He was, he was receiving the deepest intel briefings in the country. That's who Swallow is. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because what this is about is committees. What the reporter was asking Kevin McCarthy, and by the way, I hope Kevin McCarthy, just like I want all the people who are vaccinated, stupid enough to be vaccinated, I want you all to live and have a great life. I do, seriously. I want Kevin McCarthy to succeed. I hope Kevin McCarthy, Glenn Youngkin's me. I hated Glenn Youngkin. I'm like, here we go. Another, just another soft-pedaled, spineless Republican. I was wrong. Everybody hearing that? COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving conservatives. Hear that? See those vaunted three words? I was wrong. Have you said it yet? After you quarantined your healthy family? Remember that? 
So the, here's the thing. What they're talking about here is putting together these committees. Now, as you've heard me say, I'll try not to digress too long into this, but the subpoenas for Peter Navarro are illegal. The subpoenas that caused Stephen Bannon to be prosecuted and convicted of, of obstruction of Congress were illegal subpoenas. Why were they illegal from the 1-6 committee? Because the 1-6 committee constitutionally does not have the ability to issue subpoenas. Why? And I know those of you that watch this have seen this 50 times, but I've got to lay the groundwork for why I'm showing you this video and how this plays into the Biden docs. There are illegal committees because the minority leader has to be able to nominate, to appoint his two members, i.e. the 1-6 committee. We end up with Kinzinger and Cheney, who were Pelosi's appointees, not McCarthy's. McCarthy appointed Jim Jordan and another guy. What was it? Yeah, it was. It was Banks. Good job, my producer. Banks, that's who it was. What's his first name? Jim Banks. Jim J. It'll be easy to remember for now. Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. Those were McCarthy's. Because they were rejected by Nancy Pelosi, and she instituted her own two lackey rhino hacks in there, every subpoena is now illegal because the committee does not have the lawful right to issue subpoenas because the minority leader was not allowed to appoint his two members. That's it. That's it. It's over. But... Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro both arrested and charged with obstructing Congress for not responding to that to those subpoenas under Trump's order of executive privilege which is another story which makes their subpoenas illegal anyway because those, all this information has been put under executive privilege by Donald Trump but again I digress so what McCarthy is talking about and I hope he I mean I'm impressed by McCarthy so far I hope he I mean I hope he hangs in there there's troubled times. Troubled, it's not necessarily troubled times are coming. But there, there, there's going to be uh, a great resistance. They're going to call you names and everything else. And usually he caves. I hope he doesn't. Maybe he's learned his lesson. You always got to hope for the best. Love hopes all things. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And we need to love people. So what, what, what's happening here, the precedent has now been set. And McCarthy just basically said it. I'm, these are my own words, but McCarthy is basically saying, the precedent was set. I'm not going to allow the Democrats to appoint their members onto my committees. We are now the majority. The rules are that the minority is able to appoint its members to every committee. Not anymore. We've had people arrested, prosecuted, and found guilty of obstructing Congress by not, for not responding to illegal subpoenas. Well, I guess those subpoenas are now legal. The, the legal precedent has now been set. So we can just appoint whoever we want. The Republicans can now choose whatever Democrats they want on their committees. That's the precedent, right? Careful what you wish for. We're going to raid the homes of former presidents. We're going to prosecute the, the former administration. So that's the precedent. And now the precedent is whenever we form a judiciary committee, a, a committee against the weaponization of government, where you have just, you know, if you have seven members of the, of the majority, two members of the minority, or however it plays out, the minority cannot, now nominate its members, cannot appoint its members. That's great. And if you issue subpoenas under that technically illegal, technically illegal committee, you can still prosecute people underneath it. We have the precedent. Even if it goes to a, a blue judge, 
an Obama or a Obama appointed judge, a Democratic judge, there's precedent. He can't deny the precedent. He will lose upon appeal because the precedent has now been set that these are legal subpoenas coming out of committees where the minority was not able to appoint its members. There you go. That's what McCarthy's saying. Why am I saying all this? Because all of these things you're going to see about the Biden documents are going to go through the Judiciary Committee, the Intel Committee. All of them are going to go through these committees, the weapon of the, the Committee Against the Weaponization of Government, both headed by uh, Jim Jordan, both that committee and the Intel Committee are headed by Jim Jordan. Now he can just pick whatever Democrats he wants. So he can pick the, just the weakest, spineless, Demo- whatever Democrat, some Democrat that's actually actually one in a red area so that they will have to appear to be unbiased that we can pick whoever we want now that's their precedent we need to relish in it bathe in it enjoy it that's the game we need to stop playing by rules that they don't recognize alex tweet breaking biden aides have discovered at least in one this year here's the here's the headline one additional batch of classified documents the location separate from the dc office that's upenn office he used after leaving the obama administration go to the next one for me will biden nominates upenn president so here that was the second tranche that i just that that was what that tweet was about this is going back to the upenn the first batch that was found on november 3rd kept kept quiet kept sequestered by the doj until after the election not just after the election either we just found out about that this week. So totally kept sequestered, uh, unknown to the public from then until this week. Now, here's the interesting things. Let's get down deep into what's happening at UPenn, shall we? UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, where Biden was a professor. He loves to say that he was a professor for two years. How many classes did he teach? Let me add them up in my head here. It's really difficult calculus. I only got through algebra two. So... Let me, oh, zero. He never taught a class, but yet uh, who knows how much he was being paid by UPenn, which is, fu- which is financed by the Chinese Communist Party, the same Chinese P- Communist Party that wrote a check for $1.4 billion to Hunter Biden for consultancy fees as he flew over on Air Force Two with Joe Biden in 2014. But Biden nominates UPenn president where he had his compartmented, compartmented, Highly top secret documents in a closet on a college campus. No secret secure. No secret service detail. No secret service. Um, no secret service agents guarding it. Nobody guarding it. Just in a closet, just like Hillary Clinton's server in a bathroom closet in Colorado. So the, remember, these people are zealous. They're full of zeal, but they are absolutely stupid people. But Biden nominates UPenn president for ambassadorship following China disclosure. Complaint. So they're, they're here, now, let's just go to the next one for me. I'm going to throw out her name. Her name, last name's Gutman. Here it is, Amy Gutman. So you have the woman who's running the university where Biden is, is where Biden has a job, right? And he nominates her to be a cushy ambassador to Germany. And how much is he getting paid to be a professor that never teaches a class? And this university is funded $54 million from the CCP. University of Pennsylvania President Amy Gutman was accused of stonewalling investigations, strange, strange, into the suspicious Chinese funding of the school's Biden side. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. This is where the top, I mean, did the, did the CCP have a key to Biden's office to just go read those documents? I mean, we need to ask questions like this. We need, we need to know because you have 
the university president stonewalling an investigation of Chinese funding, not just of the university, but of the Biden Center, where the documents were stored. Could they just have a key? Not just a key, but a swipe card? Bleep! Just go in there and read our top secret documents? The Biden administration? I mean, the Biden administration, who never takes any action against China, ever? Ever? We, we know about the rape, murder, experimentation being done on the Uyghur Muslims? Nothing being done. Not, not one thing. When I mean, we got a World Economic Forum actor named Voldemar Zelensky versus World Economic Forum actor Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, who is allies with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And then you have Voldemar Zelensky, who's allies with the CCP and receiving Belt and Road Initiative money. But anyway, there are all kinds of action taken there, all of which benefits who exactly? The, the war in Ukraine benefits who? The Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum, because now you have a national fuel shortage and a national food shortage, an international food and fuel shortage. All of Russia's oil is going to India and China. India has just surpassed China as the most populist uh, country on the planet, by the way, has now passed them. So they have one, more than 1.2 billion people living in India. It's amazing. It's not that big of a landmass, but it's true. She's later joined the Biden administration as ambassador to Germany, despite no professional expertise. So she's going to be an ambassador without ever being an assistant ambassador, without any ambassador uh, experience whatsoever. But she, stonewalling, stonewalling investigations, I'm assuming stonewalling a DOJ investigation. Because if you've seen this podcast, we have actually shown a couple different reports of university professors and university administrators being arrested for espionage from the Chinese. Russia, Russia, Russia doesn't care about it. Russia's nothing Russia is nothing in comparison to China. Nothing. Nothing at all. So she's actually stonewalling a DOJ investigation into the Chinese funding of the Biden Center where the documents are being stored. She does her part. She gets an ambassador a, a, she gets appointed as an ambassador to January, to uh, to Germany. Here's an, here's an interesting side note too. Also from also from I think it's from also from Natalie Winters. I think it is. Who is she close friends with? Who is she close friends? You can go, you can roll right in the next one, Will. I'll, I'll just, I'll, yeah, there you go. Have it ready for me. Who is, who is Amy Gutman? What a name. Who is she close friends with? Hunter Biden and, her, and his wife. And, she, and he used to send up numerous social events with his father, Joe and, and Jill Biden, with Amy Gutman. And Amy Gutman, and, and guess what's on the Hunter Biden's laptop? <laughs> I mean, literally never ends email uh, text messages between Amy Gutman and Hunter Biden singing each other's praises I wonder why the FBI didn't want any wonder why the FBI has sequestered its own investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop for 66 years which by the way can be overturned by Congress they all know that that's why they're coming clean with the docs so another ooh, we found him they've been in his they've been in his possession for six years if not before that so this is how it's all tied together. Amy Gutman, good buddies with not only Joe, but also Hunter, who probably introduced Gutman to Joe Biden. Let's go John D. video. Let's connect the dots. Biden gets $990,000 for a note. I knew it. I didn't even know it. I, mean, I knew that he got paid something. So how many classes did he teach for a million bucks? None. Taught no classes ever at UPenn. I mean, let's get this. Oh, you know, I'll stick with this and I'll have my two cents worth. 
UPenn then gets, so he gets 900 I mean, from you, he gets, gets a million dollars from UPenn to teach no classes. UPenn gets $54 million from China. UPenn president Amy Gutman in 21 then gets ambassador job, ambassador's job in, in Germany. Joe Biden, Joe's not running a country. He's running a criminal enterprise. Let me add a couple things. Leave this up for me, Will. It's not, it's not just that. Remember, in between those dates, like if you go between two and three, she is actually stonewalling a DOJ investigation into the financing of the COP, of the CCP, the financing by the CCP of the Biden Center at UPenn, where these documents are being stored. Do they have a swipe card to just go into the office? I mean, would that be beyond? I mean, look at Hillary, Hillary Clinton orchestrates through the Obama administration the sell, the sale, Russia, right? Everybody's scared to death of Russia, except when Democrats, except when Democrats do things to actually help Russia. Sells 20% of the United States Ukrainian stores to Russia. Uranium One, remember that? Not to mention, not many people talk about this stuff, but they also sold nuclear secrets to Russia. The Clintons did, no problem whatsoever. So is it really unfathomable to think that in Joe Biden's office at UPenn, in a building that's financed by the CCP with the president stonewalling an investigation into that financing, that all the while that stonewalling was going on, that the CCP was going in and reading our documents? These people don't care about anything but their own personal enrichment and their own personal empowerment and their own personal celebrity. They want people to worship them. They're all a bunch of people that are transhumanists anyway. Think they're going to live forever. So there's the dots connected for you. Go to the next one for me. Paul Sperry tweet. Breaking one of the personal attorneys of Biden who discovered, you know, that's, he's correct putting that in quotes, because they're not discovered. They all knew that they were there. They were notified by the National Archives. I guarantee you, yes, this is conjecture on my part, but it just flows with what they always do at the DOJ, like the DOJ did with the NSA, National School Board Administration. DOJ contacts the National School Board Administration, tells the National School Board Administration, we need a, we need a letter from you saying that you feel threatened by parents going and talking at school board meetings about CRT. And I guarantee you that's exactly what they did with the Mar-a-Lago raid. DOJ contacts the archives, say, do you have any... Do you have any documents that are missing from the Trump administration? If you do, we, we send us a letter requesting that we look into it. And now what the archives has done, because they're a Democratic-controlled organization, is they've contacted the Biden administration. Hey, they're missing these things. Jim Jordan's going to call. Gates is going to call. Comer's going to call. One of these people are going to call, and we're going to have to release this to them. So now you need to find the documents. One of the personal attorneys of Biden who discovered the top secret papers Biden kept at his private D.C. office was Dana Remis, who who worked with Obama-appointed archivist David Ferraro to review Trump's records. Remus left the White House uh, one month before discovering Biden's secret stash. You can see how it just all ends up working together. Top secret papers kept in by his private office, was that was the attorney that one of the attorneys that found it was Dana Remos, who worked with Obama archivist David Ferraro to review Trump's records. See, they knew. They knew 
that the archives had missing material under Biden's name. Remus knew it. And when they lost the election, where they knew that the committees were now going to have the, the, the committees, the majorities on the committees were now going to be Republicans. There they're going to be ones that have the subpoena power. They knew that they ruined the legitimacy of the committees by not allowing the minority leader, McCarthy at the time, to appoint his own members, that now the Republicans can appoint whoever they want out of the Democratic Party. They knew that. Possibly Democrats from red areas that have to at least look to side with Republicans at time to be re- times to be reelected. They knew that, so they're like, oh, crap. It's time to find the documents. Go to the next one for me. So that's, here's the thing. Now, that's it for the Biden docs tonight. That's it for the Biden docs. We'll see how it pans off, and I'll close with this on the Biden docs, and then we're going to look at vaccines and death. There you go. That's the rest of the show. Vaccines and death. Whenever, if you want to find Satan, look for dead human bodies and lies. Father of lies and a murderer from the beginning. John 8, 44 and 45. You hear me espouse those verses constantly. But on the documents, on the Biden documents, we need to have steel determination. Not gotcha, we win, we won. No, it's not going to come overnight. We need to have this exposed and in the wind because it's probably never going to be prosecuted by her, by Merrick Garland, by Smith, or any of these other idiots that are just, I mean, these people are soulless, principleless hacks who gladly will put you into prison for doing crime, for committing crimes you never, that you never committed, ever. It's like they're, they're perfectly fine. People who committed misdemeanor crimes or no crimes at all are in prison right now still two years after 1-6 for committing really no crimes or parading on the Capitol. Two years. Still no, no chance of getting out. Still have never seen their family. They aren't getting haircuts, aren't getting vitamins, aren't getting nutrition. They're sleeping like babies at night. They don't care. These people are demonic. Demonic. The Democratic Party, look at the first three letters, and I'm just being silly. Don't pull anything, pull any QAnon bull crap out of it. Demonic. You just said, don't even need to say the Democratic Party, just the demonic party. They will sleep like babies at night, locking you up. You don't think that can happen to you? They can just, they can just make a subpoena up about you. Put it in front of a blue judge. Blue judge will just go ahead and say, you know what? A subpoena or a warrant? Yeah, bring him in. And then put you in front of a blue, a blue jury? They're gonna because they, that's that's where we are right now. You want to talk about compartmented and compartmental uh uh compartmented? How, how, how we are in this country, how tribal we are in this country, that's just where we are. That's the way that it is. There's, there's no boy crying about it. We are a compartmentalized country. That's what we are. It's just the way it is right now. Maybe it'll change, maybe it won't. And again, our, our, our Republican governors need to rise up, underneath, understand the federalist system that we have and not allow their citizens to be subpoenaed and, and have to respond to warrants into these blue show trials in other states, i.e. Navarro, Bannon, Flynn, Alex Jones, Roger Stone. So let's go on. So we need to have steel determination. Get all this information out in the wind, and when we can bring it in front of a prosecutor, we shall. And what the, what the Republicans need to do is just keep over and over again. Keep legislating, keep legislating. And if it doesn't go anywhere in the Senate, it doesn't matter. Get all those rhinos on the record, going against Republican and conservative principles. Legislate. Well, they're complaining in the midst of our legislation. While they're complaining, put the next one on them. And while they're complaining about that one, put the next one on them. 
over and over and over again while they're while they're whining and griping and complaining about the defunding of 87,000 IRS agents put the next one on them put an abortion bill on them that even enhances the Hobbs decision over just what you do and with it with these documents just keep exposing it keep writing subpoenas and when they're all upset about that subpoena put together a hearing put together a deposition just bring it on over and over steel determination no emotion no passion steel determination legislate investigate prosecute that's what you do all right so let's move on now i want to lay this groundwork for you i want you to see how these people are all about death this is jerry jerry nadler talking he says that it's dangerous to take babies who survive abortions to the hospital that's the quote now watch this video i'm putting this we're linking this into vaccines Heading right into vaccines now. This is just a environment, a habitat of death. That's who these people are. He says that it's dangerous to take babies who survive abortions to the hospital. How would it ever be dangerous to take a baby that survives an abortion to a hospital? Here's his own words. Play for me, Will. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care which may not be appropriate, which may be endanger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. Do you hear the complete idiocy of that? Well, first of all, these are the people who trust the medical establishment completely, of course, right? That's, that's, that's just a sidebar. But how would it ever be endangering an infant? For some infants that a hospital a being, being brought to the hospital would not be needed. Okay, well, how does that endanger them? How does bringing somebody to the hospital when hospitalization is not needed endanger them as a child that survives an abortion? So a doctor can look at at the baby. How does it endanger them? What he said makes absolutely no sense. And all that he cares about, this is all about, this is this what I mean. Legislate, legislate, legislate. Defund 87,000 IRS agents. And then the next thing, bring a bill that says, you know what? You must resuscitate babies that survive abortions. It is now mandated by law. Will these things pass in the Senate? Doesn't matter. Who cares whether they pass in the Senate? Legislate, legislate, legislate. Get everybody on the record. Root out the rhinos who will vote against these things and let baby butchering, Hitler-esque, Goebbels-esque, Mengele-esque people like Nadler reveal themselves as all the Christians follow his lead with masking, vaxxing, and locking down. Don't act like you didn't when you did. And again, I know I'm speaking to the choir. Most of you didn't. But how could it ever endanger an infant? Talk about nonsensical, illogical, nonsense to say, you know what? A baby survives abortions, an abortion. Some of them need to be taken to the hospital. Some of them don't. The ones that don't, it's a danger to their life to bring them to the hospital. How is it a danger to life to bring them to the hospital? absolutely nonsensical just like everything else they're about all right so let's look into this oh look at this this is Stu peter's video it's just an ad this is again as we lurch towards vaccinations the next the next video i show you is, is about vaccinations 
Stu, Stu Peter's video, kids 12 and up can now be given a suicide pill. Here we are in Canada. If you are 12 or up in Canada, you can be given a suicide pill. What are these people all about? Play it for me. Well, the new year is here. Of course, everybody is celebrating. And in Canada, that means celebrating reaching a new frontier of depravity. We've told you about the spiritual sickness that has gripped Canada. Canada used to be one of the most Christian countries in the world. Everybody went to church every Sunday, no exceptions. Nobody would miss church for any reason. Well, today, the country's only identity is being a more liberal version of America. That means having legal abortions for any reason up to the very moment of birth. Canada has some of the most radical transgender policies of any country. They impose some of the world's toughest COVID lockdowns. And when truck drivers protested against it, Castro wannabe Justin Trudeau invoked special wartime powers to shut the protests down. He even froze the bank accounts of people who donated to the protests, which, of course, also required spying on the accounts of countless people. Trudeau has banned almost all guns in that country. Well, now there's a new dark element of Canada's hyperliberalism, some of the world's most expansive euthanasia laws. Canada recently expanded its medical assistance in dying or MAID program so that those looking to kill themselves don't even have to be terminally ill to obtain lethal drugs. Now you can just ask your doctor for suicide drugs simply based on chronic pain. This March, MAID will expand to cover purely mental ailments as well. That means that, yes, people can kill themselves with a doctor's assistance simply because they're depressed. And the government will help them along the way. By the way, this can apply to children as well. In Canada, mature minors, that means 12 and up, will be allowed to choose to end their own lives. And right now, in Canada, their health authorities are reviewing whether euthanasia should even be easier for children to get. So yes, in Canada, right now, death is a treatment for illness. The country has children's books promoting made to children as a healthy and natural option. There's even corporate ad campaigns promoting MAID. Doctors are also being instructed to encourage people to seek MAID, and if they don't suggest it, they're told that that's a form of denying people their rights. That's reality right now in Canada. As a nation, it has given up completely on God in favor of the worship of death. I can't help but quote these verses, and I quote them all the time. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a father, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. John 8:44 and 45, Jesus speaking. You have a you have an institution inside of Canada, a program called Made Medical assistance in dying, which, by the way, 10,000 Canadians, and these are the same people pimping vaccines and whoring vaccines to the evangelical Christians, of which many of them took it. Same people who are against abortion take the abortionist vaccine, trusting that they themselves are not being aborted. But many of them are being aborted. Medical assistance in dying. 10,000 Canadians did 10,000 Canadians did that last year. And now, and that was for people with specific, and as usual, as they always first they start off saying that it will be optional, 
or it'll be voluntary, of course, right? At first, they always start off with that. Well, this had specific guidelines for the 10,000 people that killed themselves using government paid for medications, maybe injected by a government official. I don't know. But and they had specific qualifications. Now they've added qualifications that people can come in and, and, and actually qualify for MAID, medical assistance in dying by your federal government, if you have chronic pain or mental ailments. So let's open up suicide by government to those who are depressed. That's a great idea, isn't it? What's, what's your ailment? I'm depressed. Oh, and, and I'd like the death pill, please. No problem. Here it is. I have chronic anxiety. I need, I, need, I need a death pill. Because these people want to lower the earth's population. These people want, these are the people who are abortionists. If you're an abortionist, you're an abortionist. If you want to pull a human being out of his or her mother's womb, piece by bloody piece using serrated forceps, and then sell their body parts on the open market, their eyeballs, their kidneys, their liver, whatever it may be, you are a soulless monster. So they have no problem with this. And all the, these are the same people that are issuing and rolling out vaccines. Same people, no delineation. And all the Christians take their medical advice. You better quarantine your healthy family. Okay, I'll do it. All the Christians who hate abortion, hate the World Economic Forum, hate gun grabbers, hate socialism, hates communism, takes all of these entities vaccine. And medical advice. Amazing to me to this day. Let's go to the next one. Emmy video. Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people don't do autopsies on COVID patients. That happened? Absolutely did. Play it for me. So what's happened to the autopsy, Ryan? Well, Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people don't do autopsies on COVID patients. You cannot find that for which you do not look. I have a post-vaccine nine-year-old on my desk, dead. I don't want to see one more child post-vaccine ever on my desk. Are the autopsies starting to happen? You bet they are, finally, because people are saying, well, why wouldn't we do them? And in that same town from which this nine-year-old died, a healthy 22-year-old wrestler, after his third shot, is now also coming to be on my desk so I can determine the cause of death there. We're told, don't do autopsies, don't look. And that's what your government is giving you for data. Don't, don't ask, don't tell, don't look. These are not the droids you're looking for. Everything is safe and effective. Go jab up the children with a shot that doesn't work for a virus that isn't here anymore, for a virus that most of them are already recovered from. Safe and effective. Don't do science. Don't ask a question. Destroy the careers of those that do ask a question that are only in it for humanity. Valid questions to ask yourself. All right, here we go. So anyway, here's the thing with this now. Anthony Fauci told the governor. Now, what, now the, the title that I read to you 
was not all-encompassing. Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people, don't do autopsies on COVID patients. No, no, not COVID patients. Vaccinated COVID patients. Plenty of autopsies done on alleged COVID deaths. Remember, plenty of those being done, allegedly. But no autopsies being done on people who die of COVID who are vaccinated. Because I thought you couldn't, I thought, I thought you couldn't die. I mean, first to start off, it'll stop transmission, it'll stop infection. Oh, wait, okay, it doesn't do that. But it does stop serious illness, hospitalization, death. But now that it, we all know that's not the case, no autopsies on those who are vaccinated that died of COVID, i.e. what um, Ryan Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole, there with Robert W. Malone, a nine-year-old is on his desk. He's talking about the person that he's going to be doing a pathological examination on. A pathology, it's medical exam, the termination, the cause of death. If you notice the date on there, 2-22-223-22. So it's at the beginning of the year. So all year long, all this information, the FDA, which we're, we're seeing now, is now complaining about Pfizer refusing to give it vital information. That's all, I'll, I'll try to get to all this tonight before I leave. But they're told at the beginning of this year, don't do any autopsies. Well, why would that be? Because they're all part of the agenda. The agenda is to leverage you into a one world commerce system. Develop the alpha variant. Which, by the way, on that, I've been saying this for a long time. And I end up getting supported by these doctors because it's just patently obvious by reading these doctors. The alpha variant's long gone. And we're vaccinating people against a variant that no longer exists. Against a virus that doesn't exist. Alpha variant's gone. To even get your third booster, your fourth booster, and now your fifth bivalent booster, you have to have the full line of vaccinations. So you have to be vaccinated against a virus that no longer exists. So even if it did do any good at all, which it doesn't, it does no good at all, but does all harm, you're getting vaccinated against a virus that doesn't exist. And all these people are still saying, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you're a leftist, it's part of their, actually part of their political platform. Get vaccinated, wear a mask. Your own platform can kill you. As a matter of fact, in many instances, will kill you. But because you're a Democrat, you're beholden to it. You're absolutely lost your mind to take a needle from people who hate humanity because people who hate humanity hate you too if you're human. Even if you're part of their political party or their political agenda. This is all about developing the alpha variant to get to the vaccines, to get to, here's the end game, Vaccine passports, which is the infrastructure for CBDC, the infrastructure for social credit systems. That's what it's about. Controlling you, subjugating you, submitting you, leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant or tyrannical government as outlined in Revelation chapter 13 and 14. That's what this has been about from day one. So they can't expose, they can't expose this conspiracy that's conspiracy theory it's a legit conspiracy they can't expose no autopsies because that would invalidate the vaccines which would invalidate the need for vaccine mandates and and then invalidate the need for vaccine passports which would invalidate the infant which would not allow the infrastructure to be put in place for central bank digital currencies and social credit systems this all making sense to everybody okay so that's the point No, no we can't let anybody know What's actually going on right now? All right, let's go to the next one. Vigilant Fox video. 
Dr. Ryan Cole again. Shots aren't good for anything, not even hospitalization and death. Play it for me. Week 42 data in 2021 showed in the UK that those who had had the shots before getting the virus couldn't form an immune response to this little protein that covers the natural mRNA in the virus. And this original antigenic sin is like putting blinders on a horse. Your immune system now gets tuned to that one region and says, oh, I know that I'm going to attack it but to the detriment of not recognizing the rest of the virus. And because of this, the immune response is narrowed in many of these individuals and their immune system is now basically put to sleep in the sense that it can't mount that full response and provide a full broad immunity to the virus, which to your point, does, one, uh, does make one uh, more susceptible. And additionally, those that receive the shots um, if you have a natural infection, you make a special type of antibody in your mucous membranes, your nose, your eyes, your mouth called secretory IgA. And so you can bind and mop up the virus very quickly when re-exposed. Whereas those who get the shot, they don't have these little mops, these little brooms in their tears and secretions. So we know that those who've been vaccinated can equally carry uh, high volumes of virus and transmit. So the vaccine doesn't prevent acquisition, doesn't prevent carriage of the virus, doesn't prevent transmission of the virus, doesn't prevent disease from the virus. And in a study that just came out a few days ago from Denmark, it shows that there was really, you know, we heard over the last year, well, at least it decreases hospitalizations and death. But the data out of Denmark just showed, no, it doesn't. And as I've been banned numerous times on social media, I continue to be exonerated by world-renowned pathologist, Dr. Ryan Cole, and numerous others. Not because I am anything or that I am smarter than any, well, you know what? I am smarter than a lot of people. I mean, and we are, those of us that are watching part of this podcast, we are just smarter than a lot of people. If you're a pure blood, you're just smarter. If that offends you, sorry, repent. God will make you smarter because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But I've been saying for forever now, speaking about the original studies that were all banned, that were all kept secret, that were all just sequestered by the medical community, it all it came out at the very beginning that the vaccinated were carrying around in there. How many times, Aaron, have you been on every podcast? Have I said that the vaccinated carry 250 times the viral load where? In their nasal pharynx. And now here's Ryan Cole. Board certified out of the Mayo Clinic pathologist saying the same things, saying the same things. Why? Because we're reading the same stuff. And he actually can look. I can't look under a microscope. I look under a microscope. I, I just see in Big Macs. I have no idea. Donuts. He can actually see what's happening. I don't know what I'm seeing, but I can read what the docs are seeing. And that's what I did. And all the group, oh, give me vaxxed. Oh, we want to we want to show everybody how caring we are. I love you. Are get me vaccinated. The vaccinated are more transmissible. They don't carry the antibodies, the secretory IgA. You know what? You know what a vaccinated person doesn't have in their nasal pharynx, in their mouth, in their nose, in their eyes, in their ears. What do they not have? Where you initially fight off the virus. They don't have antibodies secretory because they have antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. Which means that their that their antibodies have been turned into ushers. Their their antibodies have only a very singular purpose. They only recognize one thing is foreign, and they've been mutated. And I hope it's not for life, but it could be. 
They've been altered to only recognize one problem. Everything else, they usher, usher, usher. It starts off when, because this is a airborne virus, even though they were telling you from the onset, make sure you wipe down all the surfaces. And then they tell you for the monkey, for the monkey pox, which isn't even airborne, which is contact transmissible. They tell you to wear a mask. That's who these experts are that all the Christians and conservatives do what these experts tell them to do. That's who these people are. But these people do not have secretory IGA in their nasal pharynx, mouth, ears, nose, and ear, and eyes. They don't have it. It's gone. So they carry, when you and I, if we get a virus, COVID, RSV, flu, uh, common cold, which is another coronavirus, uh, we have this secretory IGA you get it in your you get it in the, your body all the time, but you don't know it because most of the time it's killed off. This is no longer exists for these people, with these vaccinated people. That's why they're all dying of Omicron, which is nothing more than a scratchy throat for anybody in this room right here. There's two, four, six of us in this room right now. You get nothing more than a scratchy throat. Because we have secretory IGA in our eyes, in our nose, in our mouth, in our ears. They do not. More people are dying now of COVID post-vaccine rollouts. Not put out by the media, but it's absolute fact. How do you know it's fact? The CDC refuses to release that information. Justin Trudeau and his health organization refuses to release that information. Israel is under contract with Pfizer to not release that information. Australia has stopped releasing that information. England has stopped releasing that information. Prior to that stoppage, nine out of 10 of everybody dying of COVID and hospitalized with COVID and in the ICU with COVID was fully vaccinated. That is absolute fact. And yet the Biden administration and the globalist left and many on the right, the establishment right, are still espousing vaccinations, pimping vaccinations, whoring vaccinations. And the only way that you're going to end up, statistically speaking, in the hospital dying from COVID is if you are vaccinated because you don't have secretory IgA, you have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, or you have capillary blood clotting. Absolute fact, you don't alter God's genetics with a Pfizer BioNTech chemical. What, bit, what am I on? Okay, go for it. Louis Champagne tweet. Pfizer just bought, okay, now let's look at this. What, how, does the, how does the globalist leftist bourgeois WEF elite Democratic Party, Justin Trudeau party, whatever his party's called, liberal party, whatever it is, how do they usher in their agenda. They have numerous tactics. Here's one of their tactics. They create a problem that doesn't exist. They just say that it exists. It doesn't exist, but they say it. So they're creating a problem and then they offer their solutions. Or that now it can be an imaginary problem or they'll actually create a legit problem. Not claiming that they're the cause of the problem, then they'll offer their solution. That's what they do. And that's exactly what we see happening now. It's to perpetuate the ever-dependence on the pharmaceutical companies, which are controlled by the bourgeois leftist WEF elite, controlled, Pfizer's at Event 201, Pfizer is at the catastrophic contagion convention held by Bill Gates as he espouses Sears as the next pandemic to break loose in 2025. Pfizer's at all these things. Moderna, who's partners with the NIH, 
is involved with all of these things. So they in, they actually create a problem, just like they did. Was, was COVID-19 a legitimate problem? I don't know, but according to people that I do trust who have actually seen COVID-19 under a microscope, it did exist. It was an alpha variant that existed. Okay, so we'll, we'll just assume that it existed. So they create the problem. In the Wuhan Institute of, of Virology, the Chinese Academy of Science, uh, Sciences, funded by Anthony Fauci, through Peter, Peter Dostek and the EcoHealth Alliance, funded by Bill Gates, funded by the Chinese control, uh, Chinese Communist Party, funded, well, funded, well, not funded, but collaborated with through, RN, through the uh, UNC, University of North Carolina, and Ralph Barrick, along with Dr. Xi, the bat lady. They create the problem, an alpha variant called COVID-19, or COVID-19, first variant alpha. So they create the problem, and then they offer their solutions, which are all subjugation, forced submission. That, that's their, it's, oh, have you ever noticed it's always their solution? Subjugation, submission, and subjection every single time? You will comply? Environmental, social, governance, ESG, right? It's always subjugation, always submission, always subjection. They create the problem. They created out of thin air, i.e. climate change. None of their climate prophecies ever occur. So they started off with global cooling. That didn't happen. Started off, then they went to global warming. That didn't happen. So now they go to climate change. Everybody buys in, including the Christians, including the conservatives. Well, I believe, you know, we can do some common sense, just like we can open safely. If you ever even said that we can open safely, you bought into the demonic narrative, the subjection narrative. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Anything that's the opposite of that is demonic. So here, here's how it works. Pfizer just bought the Pharmaco Arena, who specializes in medication for the heart problems they have now caused. They've injected, say they, they, allegedly there's been 5 billion people on planet Earth uh, injected. Half of, at least half of those are Pfizer, probably more. Pfizer seems to be, you have Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson. The one that I hear about most, so let's just assume. Let's just make it an easy number. So you have 4 billion possible customers now they've created. Create the problem by the company that offers the solutions. Cause the heart problems, and here's the medication. So now, big picture. So now you took a vaccine. So now you have to be on permanent blood thinners, permanent heart medications, and the only way to get that medication is a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. So in order for you to live, because if you control the product, you control the consumer. The only way for you to get that product is a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Right now, a QR code on your phone or a common pass. You've now been subjugated, submitted and subjected and controlled. That's the point of it all. While they get rich, while they get popular, while they gain wealth, and celebrity and personal aggrandizement you are made a ward of the state you will vote how we want you to vote you will buy what we want you to buy you will not buy what we don't want you to buy or you know we will turn the spigot off at your cbc hub cbdc hub we'll just turn it off you got to have your meds though because now you've, got the, you've taken the Pfizer vax and now you have a heart problem. They control the company with the heart meds. They've created the problem and now they've offered you their solution. They gave you the heart problem. 
It's like somebody coming up and kicking you in the nads and giving you a bag of ice. And they're selling ice. And they come up and kick you in the nads over and over again. Hey, we're selling ice right back here. But the only way for you to get that ice is for you to have this specific card. So we can track every last thing you do and control. We don't like that you buy guns. So if you, you know what? If you want your heart pills, you're going to have to have this card to get your heart pills. And we use that card to turn money off and on as we see fit. Here's Pfizer responding to questions. Play it for me. Are you Vanessa? Vanessa Gellman, I'm a reporter with Project Veritas. Why did you send emails telling uh, Pfizer employees not to report that you guys were using fetal cell lining, miss? What else are you hiding from the public? Stay. Miss, what else are you hiding from the public? The public needs to know. Well, uh, there you have it. We wanted to ask her a few questions. She broke out into a sprint. We really think that the public needs to know what about the fetal cell lining emails. And uh, We tried to get a comment. She ran. Sometimes they don't want to answer for the fraud that they're committing or the corruption that's going on. We try our best, and uh, the really only question now is who's... Beep, 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 wide load coming back. So you don't believe me? Now they create the problem. They inject you with a... Vac- now you know what they're going to come out with next? Pfizer, Moderna, they're going to buy blood thinner factories now. Blood thinner factories, they're going to buy those and various other stroke medication factories. They're going to buy it all. They'll profit the entire time while they make you dependent on them, and they are part of say. It's a global conglomeration of people like Justin Trudeau and the Canadian government, Joe Biden and the United States government, a merging of these companies all together where all the product is controlled by them. So then they control the consumer's actions because the consumers need the product. What's Moderna doing? Insurrection, uh, Insurrection Barbie video. And Moderna CEO announces. Here, a surprise announcement New mRNA shot to treat heart failure. Play it for me. As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic a super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after a heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's so what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike facts. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. So Moderna damages your heart using gene-altering mRNA technology and then is going to treat their problem that they caused with gene-altering mRNA technology. It will never end. It's a permanent cycle of dependence ushered in by the, by the merging, by the coming together of international conglomerate or, uh, uh, businesses, international companies with federal governments, i.e. the United States government. The Pfizer rollout was controlled by who? The Department of Defense. The Department of Defense is the one that is, is, is who controlled the COVID response in this country. They treated it as a wartime response while they told you that it was a medical pandemic. They used wartime rules, emergency youth authorizations, wartime rules while they told you that it was a medical emergency. 
But they, all these, the, but the medical emergency was actually was actually responded to as if it was a wartime emergency. So everything was opened up. No testing. No legitimate trials. Nothing. La, let's go. Let's put up this last one for me. News Nancy tweet. Did I or did I ruin it? There you go. Look, I just want to show you this last thing. From News Nancy. You know the tide is turning when CNN announces FDA advisors are suddenly angry about the lack of data they had to approve booster shot. Then why did you approve it? Why, why? Because the FDA is funded by almost 50% by the companies they regulate. They don't dare turn down Moderna and Pfizer. They get 44% of their income from them. From companies that they regulate, they don't dare turn them down. So then they then they complain afterwards. You know what? F- FDA vaccine advisors disappointed, angry that early data about COVID nineteen booster shot wasn't presented for full review. Then why did you approve their vaccination for emergency use authorization? By the way, of course, as everyone knows, there is no FDA approved drug to this day. It's all EUA. Comerity is the only approved drug. It's not been given one time to one American, including the military, which violates their contract. Then why did you approve it? It Reminds me of Michael Byrd shooting Ashley Babbitt through the neck. Well, I couldn't see your hands. That's why you don't shoot, moron. Well, they didn't give us all the information. That's why you don't approve it, morons. And I could spend three hours on the FDA right now, but I won't do that. Back here, Saturday night. Love you all. About 440 people are on right now. Watching from our various platforms. You might be thinking I'm lying when I tell you those numbers. We're on Rumble. Make sure you have a Rumble account. We're on Facebook. We're on Odyssey. What are we on, Aaron? YouTube. Black Robe. Twitter. Twitch. So we're on multiple, multiple uh, platforms. So we got about 440 people on right now. I love you all. We need to stand together. We are winning. All this information is coming out. Joe Biden just got kicked in the crotch. It's beautiful to see because he knows, you know what? He knows he better find the documents now. We are winning. It's coming out. Listen, I don't like it, but they're not going to be able to hide the Holocaust much longer. It's coming out. Love you all back here. Listen, tons of videos right after this to show you. Back here, Saturday night. 55 short, nice and short, 55 minutes of fury. Also on the Christian Television Network. But I love you all. I really do. Thank you for standing with me. Thank you for being on this podcast. Come to Foundation Church whenever you can. 13,000 South Trail, uh, South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida, whenever you are able. I love to, to hug you. I've never stopped hugging during this 33 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Never closed, never will, never mitigated, never will. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by yoke of slavery. And I appreciate all of you that have stood firm. Love you all. God bless you. See you Saturday night. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible.